0: Welcome to The Creative Influencer Show, a weekly podcast talking about personal development goals, building a business, Muskoka vibes, and how to get your next project off the ground running. I have been building, designing, and investing in Muskoka properties for almost two decades, and it is crazy how time flies by. I'm your girl, Amanda, owner and designer of RB Furniture Shop, located in beautiful Muskoka, Canada. I'm an entrepreneur at the core with an incredible design team, mom to three amazing, incredible humans, and the girl that always needs to know the meaning behind all of life's questions. I have a huge love for surfing, CrossFit, morning coffee, and traveling around the world. So what's the freaking deal? The Creative Influencer Podcast is a brand new platform that I am so excited to share because I love talking and most of the time won't stop chatting. So get ready to have your heart filled with love and your mind filled with inspiration. I am completely obsessed with anything design and personal development. So if that's your vibe, we are going to be besties. Okay, RB Tribe, let's jump in and get started because I know that you guys are going to love this episode. Before we jump into the episode, first let's chat about how we are completely e-commerce available for all your furniture, your bedding, and accessories. So go head over to the website, shop, and grab all those amazing products that you love in the summer all year round flat rate shipping applies and remember to join the rb mail list to receive 15% off your first online order or better yet grab all the holiday sale items right now they're all 50% off and use the code ho 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 at checkout happy shopping guys guys this is my favorite time with this is i feel like amen this is going to be a little bit of a long podcast, so it's the perfect time to tune in, stop the turkey binging, stop going into the fridge for all of those extra cookies, treats, whatever, put it down. This is the time to get deep because we are talking about how to rewrite your story for next year and changing paradigms. Guys, I didn't know what a paradigm was until like literally a couple of weeks ago and I'm kind of obsessing. I'm obsessing because it relates a lot into the manifestation and paradigms and I know that I've been creating my own paradigms. I just didn't really actually know that they were called a paradigm. So, we are going to get deep into this and it is going to be such a good podcast. I feel it. I feel I feel it in my my just like my soul. I feel like this is going to be a good one. Also, too, I'm recording with my new mic, so that's pretty exceptional. I mean, we're at the point now where I have I've upgraded from just recording these in the middle of my closet on my iPhone to actually having a professional mic that I can stock into. So we're going to celebrate that for a little bit. Okay. So this show for me it was a goal for so many years. It was a dream, honestly, that almost it didn't it almost didn't happen. And if I look back and reflect on the past 12 months, what I was able to achieve There are some things that I don't even understand how it was even possible. These goals and dreams that I had, the huge plans, I've always had them inside of me. And for most of the time, they just kind of sat there protected by my own setbacks and probably doubt a lot of that the time, if I'm being honest. Recently, I was listening to this interpretation of dreams and wishes and how they're born and this person that was talking about it, their interpretation of it was kind of like a whimsical kind. And I'm so attracted to that. Like, I love the idea of like fairies and warriors. And like, I don't know if it's just like growing up in Scotland, but I just feel like my brain literally operates, I think, with Harry Potter running in the background. So anyways, the idea and concept of how dreams and wishes are born, like how do they come into actual existence, was like so whimsical. And it was beautiful. And I loved it. So She explained it like this, a dream or an idea or wish is born and they're kind of like magical seeds that are floating around. So I kind of think of them as like a dandelion seed. Remember that feeling that you would have when you were a little kid growing up and you'd be searching in the dandelion patches just so that you could go blow on them to make your wishes come true. And you'd watch all these seeds, these little white seeds take flight into the sky into a magical dance for you to admire. Your idea, dream, or wish then is kind of like that and it gets planted. But you and only you need to make it grow. These dreams and ideas, they don't last forever. That's not how it works. These dreams and ideas, they want to be born. They want to come into existence and they want to be discovered for everyone to enjoy. You don't own your dreams and your goals in that kind of like sense. It's sort of like these ideas and dreams and kind of wishes that come. It's like they come into existence. They want to grow with you. But if you don't give them the opportunity to grow, then they're going to go find somebody else. You can't sit with your dream or your idea for weeks, months, or even years and not do anything with it because it wants to grow. And it wants to like stick around if the dream or the idea or the wish finds someone else that they can grow with, then they'll jump or fly onto that person that they believe in because they believe then that they'll be born in that sense. And in fact, they leave you and then they move on. I will tell you guys this year is your year to make your dreams and your ideas come to life. If I go back and I dig deeply to help explain and come to terms with this success for myself over the past year, which is exactly why I have this podcast, I honestly, I come up kind of short and I didn't really understand how it was possible to conquer and achieve some of the biggest things in my life at some of the hardest times in my life. Well, at least I could actually convert that into words so that like everybody would be able to understand. One thing for sure that did happen was trauma. Trauma happened to me. And I'm trying to sort of use that as an explanation tool for everybody to sort of understand how trauma became an important ingredient for me to be able to achieve certain things. It created an opportunity. What I This is how I have interpreted it. It sort of created an opportunity to become a new superpower for me to grow. Now, I understand, and I would never wish trauma at that level that I've experienced in my life to anyone. And I don't think, I like, I, that's not what this podcast is about. I'm not saying, like, in order to be able to achieve things, you have to experience, like, very, very deep trauma. The thing is, is that going through this and talking to so many different people, so many different friends and family... And when you go through something, especially when their word suicide comes up, which is such a big word, there are so many people that have shared their own personal reflections, stories, journeys. And I am of deep understanding at this point now is that there are so many of us that have gone through trauma at some point, whether or not they have lost their mom, they have lost their dad, they have a sibling that has committed suicide, they have not been able to work. They're very sick. Everybody has experienced trauma at some point in their life. I think that when you use that energy behind something that's so fucking unfortunate, like in life, and no matter what, you use that energy to propel yourself to another level of growth, and you do that repeatedly, it will change your life, your path, and your future. There are two choices that you have when you look at something, especially with hardship. You either look at it that you're going to quit and walk away from it, or you look at it as an opportunity to really dig deep, knowing that at knowing that that, that thing that you're about to do is going to perhaps make you feel very uncomfortable. There's two options that you have. And I, I hope that how you start to look at things, you look at that from that perspective and mindset am I going to be able to stretch and grow with this or and get really uncomfortable and know that it's going to be really hard? Or am I going to walk away, quit and not be able to really feel fully accomplished in that particular thing? I have been so fortunate, like over the past couple of years, actually, it's not just a year, but but this year was such a big year for me. But I have been coached and mentored by an incredible team over at the Brendan Burchard Personal Development. And first off, I just wanna say a big shout out to my coach. My coach is Sarah. I talk to her on a weekly basis. I have been talking to her for many years now. And Sarah is one of the major lights in my life. And if I did not have an opportunity to meet Sarah, grow with Sarah, have different experiences with Sarah, We would not be sitting here on this podcast right now. So like big shout out to Sarah over at Brendan Bichard because um, it has definitely, it's, it's totally changed my life. So I'm so grateful that she's in my life. Every week I literally, I hop on a call with Sarah and I grow and I talk and I listen and I learn for some of the best personal development coaches on the planet, I have been researching some of the leading like trail setters in this field, people like Napoleon Hill, Hill, Andrew Carnegie, Earl Nightingale. And recently I just read this book. It is Change Your Paradigm, Change Your Life by Bob Proctor. And that's where it clicked for me. And that's where I was able to understand that what I did this year was I was able to create a series of new paradigms. I just didn't understand that that's what they were called or how to even create them. It was forced upon me by, by trauma, but likely they would have always existed just in a different speed have how I was able to rapidly produce and achieve new goals. So, I thought it would be so helpful for everybody to be able to understand. So, first off, I love the book. The book Definitely is if you're into personal development and you want to understand and if you enjoyed listening to the podcast on manifestation, which like, by the way, guys, like 2023, if you want to have something and I'm like, I'm, I'm, t- I repeat this stuff on this podcast because it actually fucking works. Like you want to get really deep. And in this week, this downtime that you have in between New Year's and Christmas, and I've talked about this so much on the podcast over the past couple of months, I'm not doing these things this week because I've already done them. I have literally have boards with post-it notes stuck everywhere. I have pictures that are taped to walls because I think that when you're manifesting, when you are really, really goal oriented and you want to manifest something, you want to live and no matter what, no matter what that is, no matter what those goals are, you need to get really, really, really really in touch with yourself. I think it's so powerful. I think that when you're working towards things um, that are going to make you have a higher performance of life, and you're going to be more successful, you're gonna be happier, you're gonna just resonate with things. For me, I have such a huge list in 2023 of what I want to be able to tackle and achieve. And I need to get really deep. Like if you want to hit out a big goal, it takes a lot of work. It's not just like, I'm literally writing these things and I'm so freaking disciplined with that. So that's manifestation. Go listen back on a couple of podcasts ago. And um, I definitely find it's like really, really interesting. And you want to get into like more woohoo with that too. I definitely think the lunar cycles and, you know, if you can go out and you're talking about this under a full full moon, I think it's definitely life-changing and you can call me crazy, but that's okay. Cause I'll be over here manifesting over a moonlight any day. Um, side note, the next full moon is actually on January the 6th, which is my birthday. And it's also the wolf moon. So there we go. Okay. So what is a paradigm? Let's break this down. Side note with change your paradigm, change your life by Bob Proctor guys, I'm listening to the audiobook and I'm like, I've listened to it over and over again. I think I've listened to this audiobook three times in the past. Like, I'm like, this stuff is where it's at. I didn't understand this is what it was called, but this is what I've been doing. And I wanted to share this with you because I think it's so important when you go through something that's such a hard year and people are looking to you going like, oh my gosh, what's that girl doing over here? She's doing box jumps. She wasn't able to do that last year. Her business is on fire. Like everything is going Like she's had the worst year of her life and you're still able to produce these things. I'm hoping that what that can transform into you guys is that if you look at somebody that's like that, that you're taking some of that energy and applying it to your own life, because we all need to be more successful people. We're all here for our kids, for our businesses, for our bot, like whatever that is. If you want to have a more exceptional life, please, 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 this is the stuff you need to do. So go grab that book, change your paradigm, change your life by Bob Proctor. There's tons of free stuff on the internet, even if you don't want to grab the book, go to the library, do what you need to do. Okay, so what is a paradigm? A paradigm is a system of beliefs, ideas, values, and habits that is a way of thinking about the real world. At the time, this way of thinking was a dominant paradigm for social scientists. A paradigm is an example, model, or pattern, especially in the most basic or central one. When you're doing something that's like out of the ordinary, you're mentally programming your paradigm and it will try to stop you. And if you want to win, you must keep going. Your paradigms may be masked in complacency, fear, worry, and anxiety, insecurities, self doubt, mental hurry, self loathing. The results keep you stuck, right? They keep us stuck because we're creating these paradigms for ourselves that are preventing us from being able to grow because we have all of these things like fear, worry, anxiety, insecurity, self-doubt, all that stuff that we repeat. Your mind, guys, is so powerful. And if you allow your mind to take control with those thoughts, it will be disastrous for you. So creating a paradigm Defining what a paradigm is, if you've ever like, if you've ever stopped to think and consider that all of these little pieces that make up culture, like where you live, they are, of course, many traditions and institutions like public schools. But what about the beliefs that you share with those around you, like friends and family, these ideas, concepts and beliefs that you share about religion, nationality and other pieces of culture are probably a big part of your individual and collective identities, But how often do you consider where they came from or how they might change? The collection of beliefs and concepts is known as a paradigm. These are a set of theories, assumptions, and ideas that contribute to your world view or create the framework from which you operate every single day. For example, you've probably heard the phrase that it's the North American way of life which is the paradigm, because it refers to a collective, like a collection of beliefs and ideas about what it means to be in North America. For people who find this paradigm very important, it may serve to them as the foundation of how they view or interact with the world around them. It's like sometimes we'll, I say this all the time, I'm like, it's such a Western world thing, right? We live in Western, in a Western world where I'm living here in Canada. I'm, you know, connected very close. Like the States is just a couple hours drive away from me at the border. We live in a very privileged world. There are, you know, people that are in the Ukraine right now that are literally burning their furniture to heat, you know, provide heat for their families. And we often here in North America, especially Canada and the U.S., we don't struggle with a lot of those things. Like we don't tend to struggle with a lot of things that other countries tend to experience. Like we live in a very, and that is a paradigm that has been created and working, It emph- like what it does is it emphasizes the most important purposes of the paradigm, which is that it's, the compri- it's comprised of beliefs and ideas from that framework to approach and engage with other things and other people. So that is essentially a paradigm. Gratitude, gratitude and growth. We're going to side note this again, because I'm constantly talking about it because I think it is such an important thing to do. I think your gratitude is your attitude. When you are finding things that you're grateful for every single day, it is a massive change in mindset. And I also think it makes you a happier person. I also think that you start to look for things throughout the day that you can be grateful for little things, not just like, I love my cat, you know, you know, I love my dog. It, it needs to be deeper than that, guys. It needs to be the things that you are experiencing, like those photographic memories. I often think about like the kids were showing me something that they had built with their Lego and their Star Wars the other day. And I was just thinking, like, I'm just so grateful that we were able to buy that for them and they have so much joy and their pride of being able to do something that was really hard and challenging for them. And then just that magical moment of completion, like it's such a, I'm just so grateful that I'm able to like be their mom and really see them kind of grow in that way. Your gratitude is your attitude and that is what hooks you up to your power source and supply, right? The more you read and the deeper understanding that you have on that, and the more that you understand about yourselves, the freer that you will become. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. And we have to get that through as a very strong message. I know that like knowledge, knowledge in its true power, needs to be organized and intelligently directed in order to become like a superpower. Understanding that concept and the lack of understanding that, that knowledge is not just power, but organized knowledge is power, applied knowledge that is organized as power, is what ultimately is holding you back. So write that down. This game is not for, like, it's for everyone. It's not just owners of big degrees. When you create a paradigm It doesn't have to be this paradigm that exists because, you know, we are often under the impression that, you know, the most successful people are people that, you know, possess a very big degree. I personally do not have a very big degree. I was of the, I grew up, we're going to totally do a podcast on this, but I grew up in a very, uh, you know, sort of hostile, I guess, childhood where You know, I was not able to have it just my life circumstances, my events that had happened in my life were not able to financially be able to allow me to do that. But I've always been that kid. Like I've always been. Um, that kid that would have loved to have gone to university probably have gone on to like been really successful in degrees and stuff i just wasn't in the cards for me that's not where I was able to to go and achieve because of life events and circumstances that had happened to me now you can look back on that and think whoa me i wasn't able to become a lawyer which i really felt like i i <laughs> would have probably gone on to. I love law. I love debating. I love all that stuff. Okay, so here's the thing. I wasn't able to do that. So I can look at that as an opportunity to be like, "Whoa, me, I, you know, wasn't able to get those cards, you know, and that that is something that would hold me back. But it hasn't, because it's what it's done. It has created a whole different version of Amanda, and being able to use that, and although there's a lot of hardship that happened, especially when I was in my teenager years, um, to be able to move forward with, you know, in, exceptionalism, and be able to really dig deep, even though my life events weren't able to be able to offer me off something it created something else, right? And and that's the point being. Totally going to do a podcast on that about, you know, hardships growing up. But I think a lot of people misinterpret this because I think a lot of people and I've had multiple conversations in my office about this where, you know, us as interior designers, you know, do you get an accredited degree, do you not? I mean, I think that when you have life experience, and I'm going to say and I've, you know, 10 years, 10 years earns you if you're working in a field There's a lot of knowledge that you are gaining from a career with 10 years worth of experience. I mean, more so than any university or, you know, college or any, you know, education institution can offer you. Don't get it mixed up. People that have a degree do are not there. They're, yes. And like, respectfully, so there are degrees that people earn and have, and especially when you, you know, I have a lawyer, I have doctors and those people have earned a degree and rightfully so. And they are, you know, their accolades that they have great. And, you know, it's not to say like they're, they're not important. They are. I just don't want like if, if a life event has prevented you from being able to do something Um, You know, maybe perhaps you don't need to look at that as a negative opportunity. You know, it's something that you can look at, you know, that is positive. And I think that we often just get it confused where, you know, you think that somebody that holds a degree has more knowledge than you. And that is completely 100% untrue. I know a lot of people that hold degrees that don't, you know, are struggling. You'll see people like they'll have very impressive degrees from prestigious universities who are struggling throughout their whole life. And vice versa, right? Like it's not just like people that have degrees, but they don't have enough money. They don't hold on a good position. And they like, they sometimes even go bankrupt. And, you know, we look at them and think like, how they're so smart. How could it possibly happen to them? And the truth is that they're not very smart at all because they've gathered a lot of information, but they don't use it. Their behavior is controlled by their paradigms, not the information that they've got. They're not doing what they know how to do. And for some strange free reason, they've never like figured it out. They never stop and analyze and write down their own behavior in relation to what they know. It's the same thing with confidence. Confidence comes from knowledge. And when people say that they don't have any confidence, that's not completely true. They're probably confident that they can get dressed, that they can tie their shoes, that they can drive a car. They're confident that they can do all kinds of things, Right. When people say that they don't have confidence to do something that they'd really like to do, it's because they don't know how to do it. (laughs) The more you learn how to do things, the more confidence you'll have, right? We are trying as a gym right now to do handstands. I am not confident in doing a free walking handstand. Why? Because it's like the most awkward thing that you would do. You're flipping your body upside down. You're using your arms to balance it. You're walking on your hands. I mean, these are like things that I, so it's very easy to sit in that to say, I'm not confident to do that because it's scary as heck trying to put yourself upside down, pushing yourself out of the boundaries. And you know what, here's the thing is I'm probably going to fail a million, maybe not a million, but a thousand at least handstands where I'm probably going to fall over. I'm probably need a mat. I'm probably like, and it's just, it's getting uncomfortable because the more you learn, the more confidence you're going to have at something. You need to make sure that you change that, especially when you're developing a new paradigm. There's a lot of worrying, right? When we have this, when you look at confidence in that way and you think about that, well, I'm going to do a handstand. And the first thing I think immediately what we do as adults is we go around and we scan the room. Little kids don't do this as much. I feel I don't know what the age is when people we just start caring more about what people think. But um, we do this as adults, right, where we'll scan the room and then we immediately think, like, what is everybody going to say while I'm doing this handstand? And I'm probably going to embarrass myself. There's a lot of worrying that exists about what other people are thinking and it starts pretty early in life you know i think what we need to do is most people are concerned about what other people think and they shouldn't be they should be concerned about what they think of themselves and that as an adult is one of the biggest things that we need to learn how to switch off in our mind and it, at some point, you know, especially when I'm in the gym, I just like, I don't care anymore. Like, I just don't care what people are thinking about me. And I mean, if they have a laugh, at least I've made them laugh. That's maybe something I'm going to write down and be grateful for it. Like I made so-and-so laugh at me because, you know, they thought it was funny when I fell on my butt, you know, here, the, the more you learn, the more you grow, the more paradigms that you create in your life, especially when you're looking at an opportunity for Applied knowledge is power. Great. Let's the only way you're gonna get confident at something is by failing it. When you are gaining confidence in something, it's because you failed it a gazillion times and you just got really, really good. I got a big goal for next year that I want to jump off a big kicker at the wake park and by the way guys i'm 40 years old so i'm like the oldest person that's over there at the wake park like maybe i'm not the oldest person but i'm one of the seniors i'm one of the the seniors that's over there i've never done that like i didn't do that when i was a kid growing up i got all these little kids all these teenagers there's young 20 year olds over there there's like team canada was over there at some point in the summer and i it's so you gotta have like a an armor suit of confidence to get out there because you know what, I'm failing constantly out there. If you want to have a good chuckle, laugh, then please come out to the wakeboard and watch me eat a whole bunch of water for the entire season. But the only way you're going to learn, the only way you're going to grow is you got to get, you got to get okay with failing and you got to get okay with failing in front of people. And that's just how you get better at certain things. You've got to take a look at how you're living, how you're choosing your own path. Are you operating out of an image of the kind of life that you want to execute it? Or are you just trying to get by day by day? It's like uh, my coach, um, Brendan, he had shared some really insightful knowledge with me where it's like, are you just going to get better? I forget exactly what it was quoted, but he was like, are you just going to get better a little bit by little bit? Or are you really going to go all in? And I, it, it, it got me questioning where I'm like, you're right. Like, you're right. Like you, we need to stop making excuses for ourselves. Like if you want to perform at that level, it takes a whole bunch of discipline to like really bunker down and get some of that stuff done. But it's like, yeah, I don't want to do it little by little. For me, like time, time on planet earth is such a big, like it's a commodity that I can't buy. I don't want to do it little by little. I want to go all in, go big, go home. Now that might not be for everybody, but I will tell you there are some big goals that when I look back and I reflect, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, there were huge goals for me. I look at them now and they're like, they're not that big of a goal. But at the time they were, They were huge goals for me. Like getting to the gym and just getting up every morning was a massive goal for me. You know what? We There's a really, really good... um, Earl Nightingale was one of the early trail setters in personal development, and he has one of the best definitions of success that I've ever heard. And how goes, as he says, success is the progression, realization of a worthy... I mentioned this earlier where some of the very... Um, early trail setters and personal development. Um, There is a guy, his name is Earl Nightingale, massive, massive personal development guy. And at the time, in the turn of the century, like these guys were working with people that they really didn't know, I guess, truly, that like we've categorized as like personal development, but they were trying to understand how successful people were able to be successful right? Does that make sense? Like these people were going around and researching some of like Henry Ford, the Wright brothers, like they were in like, where the Wright brothers, I think I've heard this where like the Wright brothers who created um, the airplane, they were actually told by, I think it's like their parent, that they were going to burn in hell because of their idea of just thinking that they, you know, had the concept of being able to think that they could possibly even take flight like that's crazy like when your parent literally turns around to you and says yeah you're going to burn up in a hell rays of smoky fire because you have this amazing idea like and then for you to go now you know what I think we're okay we're just gonna go focus on this we're gonna draw this out and then we're gonna figure and then you're like created like an actual airplane like that's the stuff so Earl Nightingale early trail setter you can go research him google there's so much stuff on this um He has one of the best definitions of success that I've ever heard. He says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. An ideal is an idea that you have fallen in love with. You are progressively becoming aware as you are moving towards the good you desire. So success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And an ideal is an idea that you've fallen in love with. It's the same thing if you look at a diet, because we're all going to be there. We are all going to be there because this is what the majority of us do in January, is we start diets, we start gym. I think it's like one of the number one, like if you are a gym owner, it's probably, and I'm not, but I'm going to say it's probably your busiest new member activation time. And knowing well that Probably, And I don't know what the rate is, but I'm going to say the majority of people will stop going to the gym within, I don't think that they're going to make it past 30 days. If they get to 60, they're probably going to be real lucky. And if they even get to 90, I mean, I think it's a, f- a few and far between, right? The diet, a diet, it's the start of writing a new paradigm. We're talking about paradigm. So if you look at a, di- a diet, a diet essentially is a paradigm. But people don't see it that way because they don't know how to write a new paradigm. They don't really understand the force that they're up against when they try to change their eating habits. And honestly, nine out of 10 of them will fail. And that's why people keep going on and off of diets. When they start to lose weight, they're brought back to their usual course and they keep eating until they get up to being, you know, 70 pounds overweight again, right? The paradigm works exactly the same as a thermostat or an automatic pilot. It controls your behavioral patterns. It controls what you're eating, your exercise, or whatever you are doing. When a person understands what a paradigm is and how it's controlling them, they're going to go on a diet, they're going to start eating properly, and they're going to start controlling their body because they see their body as an instrument of their mind. It obeys the operation of the mind. In a book, it's called As a Man Thinketh. It was written by James Allen. The body is a delicate and plastic instrument which responds readily to thoughts by which it is impressed. And the habits of thought will produce their own effects, good or bad, upon it. When you understand that you're operating like that begins to take a little bit of a different mindset shift. If you can think about it, and this is, it's, I think, been one of the key things for myself, is that every piece of food that you put into your mouth, especially when it comes down to diets or whatever, you really, really need to think about that. I know that it's, I and I think that this is such a good take on it, is that when you know that your body, you can look at it as an instrument of your mind, It obeys and operates as the mind. It gives you a different reflection on that. Now, it's not to say that do I, you know, have, I think I've ate more chocolate in the past week than what I have in the entire year because um, everybody just keeps bringing chocolate. But... At the same time, you know, knowing that the things that you put into your body put in and that it's not just food, but, you know, it's exercise, it's alcohol, it's drugs, it's all of those things. You really, really, really need to take control of where you are and creating a paradigm that exists for you truly to live in exceptionalism. Okay, so here is the paradigm for power performance. Here are some basic, simple rules. And if you follow them, you'll win. If you violate them, you will lose. Here are the three things that make a person absolutely, and they must lock onto them if they really want to set a higher goal and get to it. So the first is decision, the second is understanding visual, visualization, and the third is discipline. Decision, understanding, and discipline. Those are the three elements that make up a performance paradigm. We don't become what we think, but we do become what we feel because thinking is in the conscious mind and feeling is in the subconscious mind. That, that's the universe's side of our personality. It involves visualization. You have to see it fulfilled. You've got to work from end to end. When you've done that right, you're on the right track, and it's only a matter of time until your goal manifests into its form because you've already accomplished it in your intellect and emotional mind. No one, of course, knows what the gestation period for an idea is. That's where faith comes in. What you want is already here. It's not in one state, then another. Most people don't understand that. They don't understand that nothing is created or destroyed. Everything is already here. That is why President Kennedy was able to require um, to like that's if you think about it, right? Like President Kennedy was in the era of when There was an astronaut that they put like you literally think about this. President Kennedy was the U.S. president at the time where they had decided with NASA and their team to stick a bunch of men into essentially a tin can, blow it up into beyond the Earth's atmosphere and and try to land it on the moon. I mean, if you think about that idea and how twisted that would be, like sitting around in the early, like in 1960, I don't know exactly what year that that, the the lunar, I think it was 1963 or four. Anyways, doesn't matter. But you think about that idea or concept thinking that these guys must have been absolutely nuts to think about that stuff, right? The ways to being able to accomplish that goal, if you think about that goal, I'm telling you, if you cannot if your goal is not as hard as trying to put a man on the fricking moon and it's just getting up to the gym every single day, you guys got this. Like you think about that, the tools that are able to, you know, be able to have in order to produce that goal that they had during that time. And I mean, there's so many other things like, you know, I've talked about like flying an airplane or, you know, doing whatever it is. And I'm sure that there's going to be so much more that we'll see in our generation that's invented. And those things you know, didn't exist until somebody's idea came to fruition and they worked really, really hard at those things. When you make a decision, guys, make sure that you, the only prerequisite that you need to have is do you want it, right? So if you make a decision, the only prerequisite that you need to have is do you want it? There are two paths, guys, in life. And this is switching, making your positive paradigm a habit for life, right? There are two paths that we have in life. The first, first path that we have is ignorance and inevitably invet- <laughs> leads to worry, doubt, fear, anxiety, depression, and ultimately disease. Ignorance is simply not knowing, but knowledge is omnipresent. There is no need for a person to remain in ignorance, and unfortunately, our educational system is doing very little to teach the subjects that we've been talking about. School does not teach you how to take control of your mind. School does not teach you how to respond rather than to react, right? School does not teach you how to stay in a positive frequency or study the laws of the universe. School doesn't teach us anything about paradigms. The polar opposite of ignorance is knowledge. That is a positive path. The knowledge is here, and the only way to get to it is to study it. But you have to know what to study. The libraries are full of knowledge, but knowledge in itself is not power. If we were all that, librarians would be multimillionaires, and most of them have nothing. They're broke. The knowledge has to be organized and intelligently directed. Your habits can lead you in either two of these directions— towards reinforcing the negative, or reinforcing the positive. A habit is an idea that is fixed in the subconscious mind. And one paradigm says don't study, and the other part says study. Set up your habits and determine whether you're going to develop good habits. The next final days in your setup for a new paradigm for 2023 big goals and high performance achievements unlike any other year. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and the growth of this podcast over the past year. I have been so thankful to be blessed with so many of you that have supported me and my business throughout the years. I know for me that the next year will be set with ambition, growth and contribution unlike any other year prior. I look forward to sharing that with you and the journey that I'm about to take with you all. For listening to this episode on the Creative Influencer Show. I hope that you guys have gained some inspiration today and you have left with your heart and your mind a little bit more full. I love using this platform to chat, inspire, and discuss everything that lights my heart on fire. Guys, we're a small business, so every like, DM, and subscribe makes a difference and it keeps us going. We read every single one of them, seriously. So make sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook. You know where to go find us. If you love what you heard, guys, please subscribe to this podcast and share with two of your friends. Spread the word of this new and exciting podcast and remember to love your home. Until next time, RB Tribe, be kind to one another and love your home.